0: The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI.
1: The time for empty talk is over now. The hour of action. It's time for the John
0: petro Show. Here on News Talk, WNRI, 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM.
2: He's a special kind of sentinel.
1: Mr. petro who is in the eye of the storm.
2: Suddenly, John petro became the story. Radio talk show host, John petro All
1: right, here we
0: go, folks. Welcome to lunchtime. Good afternoon. One and all. Here I am in this one. In this portion of our program... Our weekly visit with Donna Perry is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Hey, the President's Day sale continues. Stop it and see Steve at Gilmore Furniture. Everything is on sale in the store. Free delivery. Up to five years, no interest. It's the President's Day sale going on right now. Gilmore Furniture. Post Road and well, You we can call them at 737-0100. Right uh, down the street on Post Road from T.F. Green Airport. Living rooms on sale. Recliners. Mattresses, and it's the double-sided mattresses. American-made furniture. Stop in and see Steve today. The President's Day sale continues at Gilmore Furniture, Post Road and Ward. Well, folks, we uh, bring her in each Tuesday. She happens to be one of my siblings, Massachusetts communication consultant Donna Perry, who you see sometimes on Lively Experiment. Good afternoon. I affectionately refer to her as DJ. Good afternoon, DJ. Great or to Donna be here. Perry. All right, JD. let's start off. This is very significant. We will get to what happened. In Iowa, but I am anxious to hear uh, your thoughts on this. is very significant. What's going to take place tomorrow night, and that is former New York City Mike Bloomberg, who has surged in, and rocketed now into these polls. He will be on the debate stage in Nevada.
2: You you can't uh, underestimate how big this moment is. I I see this. J.D., uh, if Trump was the story of 2016, Bernie is the story of 2020. That's right. And and this, to me, is this week particularly, Bernie Sanders is projecting to that party and saying, I, for many reasons, have emerged as the nominee in waiting. And he's almost he's also saying, and I dare you to take it from me. That's right. And now we of course we have the contrast with Bloomberg and I think that you could not have scripted this. This is the Battle Royale. Yes. Um it really Bloomberg is like the perfect foil for Bernie He is he embodies everything Bernie and those very energetic followers almost resent JD. You know, he made his money through technology company Wall Street yep. billionaire. He skipped the early um, contests and, and they view it as like, we dare you to stop us. I mean, Bernie, I would say, uh, and again, we always say I disagree with him 300 percent on everything. But I would say his stage skills, his strategy of how he is speaking to his followers yep. and he is taunting the National Democratic Party. Maybe no, you know, he absolutely he's even turned those into buzzwords on the stage he's saying they're afraid of us and they better be yes. I mean, he's upped his game i'll give he the has. guy that i think he's the, absolutely the strongest and so this debate can't be big enough uh for what it's gonna be.
0: And you can appreciate, I mean, you, you seventeen thousand at a rally yes right, you know last night. Right. Eleven thousand. You know, when Camilla Harris announced, all right, she had a big crowd, but that was one time. Uh in order to do that over a period of time. But my question for you, Donna Perry, is what what is it? Why is Bernie Sanders surging? Why do you think he is so popular? And another side of that is they call them Bernie's Bros. I don't know if you follow this on social media, but yeah, I do. they are—they're white, they're very militant. They attack. Uh, th- there's this fisticuffs at some of his rallies. They have up their aggressiveness towards people that are against Bernie Sanders. Um, they're kind of anarchists. They are suburban, well-educated white males, say like eighteen to thirty, um, and and they are. Absolutely 100% buying what he is selling right now.
2: Well, the thing is, what people, except if you're a political junkie like us, they are a little bit under the radar, really, since Trump took office. In a way, Trump's victory kind of gave birth to the strength of this other really far left side, JD. Yes. People like the Working Families Party, uh, and I was aware of them in Rhode Island, like they have toe holes in states, and you see, they have built, Bernie did the job elizabeth warren somehow failed to do he got the coalitions together with these kinds of groups um they're part of the strength of what you're seeing those um those folks have been excellent on using social media to build this movement yes um, and
0: it is a movement
2: it's a movement and yeah. i i think the mainstream media just as they did not understand how big Trump was getting and yeah. that he was a movement it's not just about him and all that that represents they they've underestimated that Sanders is a movement uh, and, and his people like you say i mean they just they they really do represent that other side that tipping point where they've been maybe unemployed they they are a product of 30 40 years of a lot of liberal Ideas that have been thrown at our families and young people and, and, you know, very liberal on all these things, whether it's gender or drugs, you know, there's this movement to legalize like everything. So I think that big stew of a a pot of a stew has kind of come together and they just see him odd as it is 77 year old you yeah. know white old socialist yes. bernie as their champion You're so right. uh cannot be underestimated no but neither can bloomberg
0: one and we're going to talk about bloomberg but let's talk about percent bernie one iowa one new hampshire as much as i trying to downplay it well you know four years ago he had 60 percent. excuse me it was just him and hillary four years ago right so um and he had elizabeth warren who is slowly fading but he he is, to me, he's building in strengths. Now he is the front row. The new polls show him even up 12. Yeah. This is that. no longer, this is a different race. Biden, it, this whole business that, you know, Biden knows he has to, do, but Biden <laughs> is over. Anyone that will watch him, he can't get through an interview. I mean, talk about lost his fastball. Now we understand why behind the scenes they were never high on this. He has no fundraising operation. Biden tonight, uh, tomorrow night, I'm very anxious to see what he's going to do on the stage because they were telling him, you've got to show more life. So then he just became like the angry guy yelling, like, get off my lawn at the stage. <laughs> and suddenly now he, yeah. he is up against it because, you know, South Carolina, his support is eroding. Uh, everyone knows now he can't. He's watching. But as far as Bernie Sanders, though, you know, you're right. He He's taunting them. He raises money. He doesn't have as much as Bloomberg, but. He went in, and he he is taking care of business. I, he is going to win Nevada because Bloomberg's not there. Yeah. And as much as they're saying, you know, he doesn't have the the different diversity with like a place like South Carolina. You know, Donna Perry, when you get those wins under your belt and the money is flowing and politics loves a winner, he don't underestimate him with South Carolina right now. He is just a, a freight train, and they are building steam and they're building crowds and building money. And and I think I think the stronger he gets, it's a bigger problem for the Democrat Party.
2: Ab- oh, absolutely! Yeah. And I think this is building, as you say. Now, see, remember how smart he was with the surrogates he has. Yes, he has AOC running all over the country. Yes, she. Certainly, I'm sure, is doing a lot of favorable groundwork for him in South Carolina. Yes. Um, and he does have the squad and they are good assets and he has very visible African American um aides really at the top of his campaign. Um her name escapes me now. She's everywhere. She is. Um and so, you know, you have you have a lot of inroads. He did begin with that structure in sixteen, but something I'll give to Bernie. On all the debate stages, he does always come across as the one with the fire in the belly. It's it's that thing you can't define. The most
0: authentic. He just yep. does, J.D. Yes. And,
2: you know, I'm sorry. Even, you know, Warren always sounds like oh, she's about God. to cry or yeah. something. Um, Biden... It does, oh my sadly, God. seem like a wow. guy doing the history, you know, doing Holy back in the cow. day when you politely Can't listen to your grandpa. You know? he's <laughs> high, he's
0: on the view, he's trying yeah. to listen to them. I mean, that is, that is going nowhere. I mean, yeah. as much as many times these contests, they talked about them. We don't know who the winner is. We certainly know who the winner is not going to be. W- right? Good. And New very Hampshire right. certainly cleared the field. Biden, and especially Warren. I mean, to think Warren and Biden, who last summer were almost 1-2. Suddenly we're 4th and 5th in New Hampshire. That's a big game changer. What do you think, what is the attraction you see with Mike Bloomberg? Why is he surging? Why is he, you know, people underestimate him on just he has a lot of money. It goes beyond that. You know, you and I both lived in New York City. You don't get to be the mayor of New York unless really having your act together, good people around you. But what do you think the biggest attraction for Bloomberg, why he's surging, and why they're starting to rally around. Well,
2: I think a lot of what has been going on um, is a couple of things. First of all, we know the average busy person, and I've said this before, they don't have time to live and breathe this stuff. Right. They might catch a TV ad yep. and then it's on their phone. <clears throat> Bloomberg, um, I, I think what has evolved in, in, in some ways in a very short time, John, is you've almost got this dynamic of Bernie... Bloomberg and then a little bit Trump in that triangle. So here's how I think that can shake out. I think that in that kind of a triangle, Bloomberg, without this actually being said by a lot of voters when they poll them quickly, he may be subliminally looking like a centrist in the middle of the, you know, I mean, Bernie is increasingly kind of a screaming revolutionary on the stage.
0: He talks about revolution. We
2: know that's a turnoff across the country. And so I get that his movement is there. Trump is Trump. That's not going to change. And he's got that base. So whether there are centrists, and I do think this is part of what people have maybe been looking for. And as Biden collapses, I would argue Bloomberg is also gaining some of the... You know, there there are numbers for Biden. They were there. You and I saw national polls from Initially. six months ago. Yeah. And he would always be at the top of the national. Yep. I often thought that was name recognition and nothing yes. else. So um, I think a guy like Bloomberg, as you say, he has a bunch of strengths beyond money. Like Trump, remember, he understands the media. He built a media company. That's right. That's not a small no. thing when the guy has that <clears throat> instinct. Yep. And he also understands television. He understands imagery. That's why they're running like Hollywood level, you know, expensive ads. They are. So I would say that there's messaging going on there that's very effective. But what I think will be the challenge is: does he is he like a piece of videotape? And then does he? <laughs> how is he going to be living, breathing, answering? Uh, people have said his temperament can show when he doesn't like insulting questions or uh, yeah so all the more important tomorrow night
0: will certainly i think sanders goes on the offensive oh totally and starts to go after him the thing about former new york city mayor mike bloomberg is to me there's several things he's not just a wealthy guy who they say is trying to buy the election there is something behind there he's obviously brilliant and he was the mayor of new york so there's certainly substance there. It's not just, you know, yes, Ross Perot had money, but then he had all that quirky stuff. My daughter and all that right. other stuff. C. Forbes was someone who had a lot of money, but he just and he never, gotten, translated. never translated. Bloomberg is different. And what I think, what I am watching and seeing is he seemingly right now has one message, and that's I'm the guy that can beat Donald Trump. Yeah, the electability. And for a lot of yeah. the people out there that don't like the president... That, that's all that seems to matter right now. I don't think stop and frisk hurts him. I know they're coming out with allegations about sexual settlements in the workplace and, so, the workplace, yeah. and even Raimondo's trying to step up. I, I'm even going to say I don't think that slows him down because President Trump proved with Stormy <laughs> so, yeah. Daniels and everything else that that's not a, a total lights out. I, I I think that Bloomberg's biggest problem is not Trump. It's, it's Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Because to me... Those two camps are never uniting. Um, they're just two polar opposites. I said earlier, I think Bloomberg and President Trump have more in common than Bernie does. And something that you've always hit on, that the, the Biden, when Biden made his announcement, it was with union workers. They like their health care. They are not about to give up their Cadillac health care plans for someone like Bernie Sanders. Yeah,
2: and, and understand something, too, that I think Bloomberg... And he, he has, like, one of the best teams in the business, he supposedly. Does. I think Bloomberg was mapping this out under the radar, smartly, again, yep. under the radar for a lot longer than we were aware. Yes. I absolutely do. Yep. I think he never gave the direct answer, would you run, would you not run? Um, and he, was, he would say, it's not my time. Because I think he gets, again, he's a media guy. He gets how you can fall in the trap. Yep. He didn't want to show his hand. And a couple of key constituencies that people have a little bit been uh, talking about or not talking about. He has been working the black church leaders in the South that are... Very critical, JD. They yep. are visible. They, they can are. convince.
0: We don't have leaders like no. that around. No, in in the Northeast, brokers. you don't understand you don't. that. Like yeah. South
2: Carolina, yes. I think uh, you're going to see a lot. And I know he's, you know, not in that contest. But when Some, you get to Georgia and those other states, when that's I not small. I interviewed
0: Tom, Tim Russert, uh, rest in peace, when he was live, and he even described it. As some of those pastors, as you're exactly right, they're almost the way the union bosses have control. Yes. The way that the unions can control who the unions are going to support. A lot of those pastors are like that in places like South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, places like that, and get it out. Um, but I think, you know, if you're... Well, he's you're getting Ber-
2: endorsed. I want to just throw one a very important point. <clears throat> he's got the guy... Who is, I think, the co chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. That's not small. Wow. Greg Meeks. Okay. Yes, I know who that is. North Carolina, I think I'm right. Yep. So apparently, Bloomberg has also done where he's got, they're not only with him, JD, he has made some of those black pastors like almost a consultant to his campaign. Now, that might mean they're on nice retainers, by the way. Mm. Uh, So supposedly, he's really sewing up. Support down there, as Tom Steyer has done. By the way, yes, he's got people on a ten thousand a month retainer. Um, that's legal, and that's you can. And supposedly Bernie's been doing that too.
0: Steyer's uh, been putting a lot in South Carolina, but yeah. here's the latest poll. Sanders thirty one, Bloomberg nineteen, Biden fifteen, Warren twelve, Klobuchar nine, Mayor Pete. Is it over for Mayor Pete?
2: Yeah, I I actually think. He he has kind of peaked. And I think in those numbers and I was looking that up, you know, equally this morning, um, the important on those numbers, if I'm right, is is Bloomberg has jumped up 15 yes. points. That's right. And Biden dropping. Warren, yep. it's it dropping. It's over. Oh, yeah. And Amy slowly rising. Yes. Now. And and obviously there's a rise in that number um, for Bernie. So,
0: now, you you're know, Mayor Pete. I mean, he did well in Iowa. Yeah, he did well in New Hampshire. But I think he has met his match in Bloomberg. I do. And the same thing, Annie Klobuchar raised a ton of money. She had a fantastic performance in New Hampshire. I see her maybe as she could end up on the VP ticket material. with Bloomberg. Right. Minnesota, Rust Belt. She is a senator. She's out there. She's different. I'm anxious to see how she is tomorrow night she's got a good way about her she's been getting better, but there's no way you can compete with a guy like that What do you think of and again folks good afternoon uh, it's John DiPietro, Donna Perry Massachusetts communication consultant in studio a um, couple things you know and I sent this to you where these are Bernie people that put this out Bloomberg is a racist oligarch Th- that that is not the yeah. talk of normally you find in a primary, right? You never see them attack each other like that. Uh, they These are not people that are going to be brought under the umbrella. I, I think what we're seeing here is you're going to see a real battle, the likes that we haven't seen in a long time. I agree. Uh, going back to Chicago in 68, the Sanders people are never with Bloomberg. In fact, him in the race is flaming up the fact, and as you said, with Bloomberg. But what did you make of Hillary Clinton maybe... Um, as his VP candidate.
2: I think you have to watch uh, who is floating what. I I agree with you. Trial Balloon. I think so. I think from her side. I mean, see, people don't realize some of this stuff is is done on purpose. There's also, J.D., some reporting that Bloomberg's own team um, they pushed back about the Farmer comment which, by the way, to be fair, he was giving a long-winded set of speaking uh, or remarks and he was originally talking about the agrarian you know before there was then the industrial movement and the agrarian era and I believe he was talking about farming hundreds of years ago. He was. So Stuffkins is going to get taken out of context. It is. I I think you get a a bump out of it for a day Yeah. So I and I also think there's going to be again I think his team is top shelf so they themselves will probably leak out sometimes unflattering weird things they know it's out there just to get it done with and out um and and i i just want to say one other thing that i think bloomberg is going to be a real difficult needle for him to thread tomorrow night and that is about stop and frisk here's the thing about the way i'm noticing how he's replying to that he's kind of muted he does say we got it that wrong I I know now, you know, the result of that. But here's what I think he's projecting to. We know, and I do believe this, there is a lot more, it's complex. That policy is is more complex than the way the media is saying it. It is. If a police officer knows there's a thug and he carries a gun in a neighborhood and he stops the kid, you know what? That's policing. And I'm sorry it's not racist if the kid, if... If ninety percent of the time in a certain neighborhood, they you know there are issues, and the young guy is a young black male who, by the way, ninety percent of the time is is got a gun over a turf war, and he was going to shoot another young black male. Yes, they
0: were saving a life. You know life with
2: that. where is the balance reporting about that? That's yes. not racist. And what it's I'm not. just trying to say is, I think Bloomberg knows he number one he has not thrown the NYPD under the bus. He never has said. They wanted it, like other politicians would do this.
0: That's a
1: good
2: point. They pushed it. Yep. I went with it. He's never said that because you hasn't. know what? He is also looking to law enforcement as a constituency. Yep. You know they're not all with Trump. I would argue, and I think it's just it's just an observation. I think it's curious and and clever how he's like answering that. You know,
0: you're right, and I think it showed. Um, first of all, they went to him with it. He is when he was the mayor of New York. And and the way why he's been one of the reasons he's been so successful is he is a problem solver. He's almost blind to what can we do to get these numbers down? So Ray Kelly and his team went to him and said in these areas, the highest, the most number of crimes is committed by young African-American and Latino men, 15 to 25. I think that's what it was. So when we see them. There's a very high likely right. that they are going to commit a crime. Let's focus on who's committing the crimes. Well, right. The numbers went down. By the way, they, they don't report it was wildly successful. It's funny. This morning on Fox and Friends, Charles Payne, who I like, who's on Fox Business, was saying, so if my son, who's African-American, goes out, he's going to be stopped in France. Fris- excuse me. No. It was in, the and we both lived in New York, it, it was in the highest crime areas of New York. Right. Brooke, parts of Brooklyn. Parts of the Bronx, mm-hmm. parts of Harlem, parts of Queens. It was not on Madison Avenue and, you know, 59th yeah, right. Street, for crying out loud, or even in Midtown. All of that was going on, whether it was gangs, activity. They knew they had weapons. And, and to be fair. And they to, were confiscating them from them. Uh, right. So it and, did work. As and, and
2: by the it. way, it as I've said, and the, the media fails to report this part of it, it reduces murder that is 95% directed at another African-American Amer- yes, person those communities. in those communities. Yeah. And by the way, just in fairness to police, okay, so if you know what the data is and you're looking for when there's trouble in certain areas. Yep. Are you going to st- pull over a 68-year-old white female right. who looks like... She- I'm sorry. It's, it's, she's just not the profile. Right, Doesn't make it racist. It That's just means what data is what it is. And
0: he's a numbers guy, and he was going off that. And yeah. something also goes unreported while we're on that is, and both of us went to St. Paul's and have friends that are members of law enforcement, but Providence Police will tell you the most unreported statistic or information that comes out is, in some of these neighborhoods... There are poor people who are the victims of crime because they live amongst all these thugs and gangs and so forth. They love the police. They love when they come in. Absolutely. They love when they stop the kids from harassing them. I want to go through some of the campaigns. Where is the Klobuchar, Donna Perry? Where is the Amy Klobuchar, in your mind, her campaign right now?
2: So she is kind of the product of we see this in a lot of these cycles. You know, she um, shot up in New Hampshire. Um what I think about her and her talent... She's and she ve-
0: did. That was a big third-place finish. That was, it was no question. She rocketed right you know, in front of Elizabeth Warren and mm-hmm. um, Biden, which is no small feat.
2: Not at all. Never and,
0: mind she'd been tied up in Washington with the foolishness of the Right.
2: So, so I, I just see in the way the dynamic is coming, she's not going to make it as the top tier. But I totally agree, and I have, have thought this. Um, she's not going to say this this week she could very well be considered a number two on the ticket yeah. with a Bloomberg. And if you look at, like, his age and her, she's relatively, you know, youngish. I don't even think she, I don't know, she's 50-ish or something. Right around there. Um, that's pretty a uh, way to get catapulted. Yes. You know, you could say to yourself, I may be the first woman president. I mean, yes. let's be honest. So yes. I would absolutely keep an eye on her. I yeah. find her... Very relatable in a way that neither Hillary or Elizabeth Warren ever has could, could achieve.
0: Yep, and maybe it's part of that Midwestern. I want to play for you about Mayor Pete. He was on CNN with Dana Bash, and he was asked about some of the comments that someone we both uh, had a chance to meet and know, and our friend Rush Limbaugh, uh, who, you know, hope he's yeah. doing better with his uh, series. But uh, it was comments that Rush made. I want to play it for you and get your reaction. The
2: president recently awarded the nation's top civilian honor. Uh, described you as a 37-year-old gay guy, mayor of South Bend, who loves to kiss his husband on the debate stage. Now, there has been bipartisan criticism of him for those remarks. I wanted to give you a chance to respond if you would like to.
1: Well, I love my husband. I'm faithful to my husband. On stage, we usually just go for a hug, Um, but I love him very much. And I'm not going to take lectures on family values from the likes of Rush Limbaugh.
0: Now, when we talk about the media taking things out of context, what Rush was really saying was, um, I'm not sure America is ready for that. Yes. Uh, It was then spun into that he was somehow knocking Mayor Pete. But a couple things about that. Uh, There was uh, information out that 30% of the people that were voting for Mayor Pete didn't know that he was in a same-sex marriage. So that's number one. Number two, his numbers have plummeted since that whole controversy broke. And and number three, something that we've discussed on the program, and that is in South Carolina, his own – campaign was coming back they were trying to figure out why is he doing so poorly with african americans and what came back was a lot of african americans especially men yes. were uncomfortable supporting someone in a same-sex relationship now we can talk about people shouldn't think that way it sh- they should be fair but do you think was it at least fair to say i i'm not sure america is ready for that.
2: Well, a couple of points. I think you're right in that uh, I loosely talking to different people or yes. family or friends, I've had several uh. people say, "He's gay. I didn't know that." Yep. Uh, and I think that it hasn't come out in reporting. Number 1, I think he was consulted to not Yes. really talk about it. Yep. And if you notice, so what does that say? What what it says is his own consultants thought america may not right. be ready excellent point. and america may not just be ready yes. to see you and your husband and you have children and all that stuff so and that doesn't mean everyone's a homophobe no uh, or get accused of that so i think that his own people consulted him to downplay it so the In fact that
0: segment by the way they never showed a photo then of him and the husband
2: right you know which no.
0: normally they would no, no cnn they- did not but and they
2: always showed him in the uh, uniform in Afghanistan. That's
0: right. They do that. And yeah. then just as I had talked about, when he came to Providence, I noticed the local media right. would not acknowledge. <laughs> there's the husband on stage. Mm-hmm. And then I'm starting to hear back from people that the campaign was even asking them to kind of downplay it a little bit. So you are right about it. It's yeah. not our imagination. No. They were trying to downplay it. Now, again, I, I'm not condoning it, but it's the same type of thing. I think it's fair to discuss as if we want to have a real conversation, are there people that would not vote for Michael Bloomberg or Bernie Sanders, but Bloomberg, because they're not ready for the first Jewish
2: president? Well, I was
0: just going to say I think that's a fair point to discuss. And it
2: absolutely is. It it is all part of what you see in American elections. I yes. mean, um, that's always been the argument. Uh, will will they elect a um, an African American? We saw that they did. They did. Would
0: you uh, we elect did. a woman? Right. right, almost. Right, wrong candidate, but it certainly could happen. But and yes.
2: and this would be the first gay American. Yes. I think Rush had a right to say it's an open political question. It is. It doesn't yep. mean he's hateful. And no. while the guy is battling cancer, you know, you would think the media could, you know. Give, no, him they won't give him but a they, break but no of course but i give him credit for going where a lot of uh, others you know they just won't go there and of course dana bash did the one-sided interview yes. of course
0: yeah
2: i think i was going to say that about bloomberg i do think um about bloomberg i think that's not really been out there but i also think that could be a strength for him there is a there is a huge you know jewish constituency community in the country we have never had a Jewish American That's president, right. um, and I would also say that he's going to have strong support uh, in states where that might be a bigger part of the population. And I yep. would I would think California um, is a, and you've I think you noted earlier that there is a rise in support from Hollywood for yes, so Bloomberg. Yes, very much so. So, I I because I just am opposed to. This whole political correctness that we never identify backgrounds and differences. You know what? It, it's all there. Every, people do have differences, and they do have very strong opinions about um, that kind of an issue. And and so I think if the campaign wants to be proud of it, JD, why are they somewhat muting it and yeah. disguising it?
0: Yep. And on top of that, as you and I, when you watch some of the cable, you know panels. Um, there is this attitude a little bit sometimes, and they think America is New York City, LA, and Washington, D.C. And it is not. It's not. Now, let's talk to, and again, switch, I mean, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro in studio with me. Uh, one of my siblings, Donna Perry, who is a Massachusetts communication consultant, you can see her sometimes on uh, Lively Experiment, uh, has worked at the State House, has worked in Washington, also been in the media. What type of campaign or what type of shape do you think the Trump campaign is in right now? I'm going to just go first. As I had told you, you know, you, you go back the past three weeks. I thought the State of the Union was beautifully orchestrated. Yeah. Uh, I was at that rally in Manchester. Right. It was very smart how not only by having the rally the night before, he demonstrates how many people. He also disrupted traffic of people trying to get to some of the Strategic. very, very yes. things like that. Yeah. He's going to hold a, a rally in uh, Las, Nevada uh, coming up. Um, But then you saw it also as CNN was running that about Mayor Pete and they take a shot at Rush. President Trump has Air Force One fly above NASCAR, uh, Daytona 500. He comes out. The limo does a lap around the track. There's 100,000 people. The place is exploding. And then he does the start your engines. Now, to me, that is someone that understands the heartland.
2: Absolutely. He he again and again uh has been underestimated every yes. step of the way I, i've said this number one he completely understands creating a spectacle creating a moment yep. he is really an entertainer before anything else and he also just instinctively instinctly understands where his base is they do want the fun they want to feel like you are one of us and he is saying, "I'm like you. I like the Daytona yep. racetrack." And he also very much understands television, uh, and and that is one of one of his big strengths. One thing I would caution on Team Trump, though, that I see, um, I think you were getting to this, JD. What they need, if they can, he he should let. Bernie and Bloomberg duke it out and yeah. he should a little bit try, and I don't know if he can do this because it's not his instinct, to back One well, of the big people. questions I... The thing is, I know his excellent campaign team is going to have, you know, ammunition that they're going to want to throw out there if it does end up Bloomberg. Yep. And there is a reason that someone coined it, the October surprise, a long time ago. And what you don't want is him... Dribbling out stuff in these reckless, sort of undisciplined tweets. And I I would just caution that because, you know, the old the old um, strategy is you don't want really sort of um, dangerous campaign information going out there in June. And the public, as we know, is not fully most people are not 100% eyes wattage on it till really the fall. Right. So I would just say his lack of discipline is something that I think that should keep an eye on. You know what I mean? Like let Bloomberg and Bernie be. That would be the
0: wise thing to yeah. do. Uh, there is, you know, on the one hand, he proved in 2016, everyone said you can't win without the African-American vote. You can't win without the Latino vote. And instead, he excelled in so many of those states and he did win. Uh, they have the money flying in. He has the That's momentum, sure. has the rallies. There's nothing going against him right now. There is no impeachment. Nothing has slowed him down like that. Um, I, I think, and I've also was reading that when he actually dips below the radar a little bit, is not so much in the news, his poll numbers go up.
2: Interesting. So yeah. as the
0: economy goes strong, if in fact he could just take the the foot off the gas, because his team is obviously delivering. Right? That NASCAR, anyone that goes to an event where he is, it's an event. It is right. memorable, right? If you were at that NASCAR, if you were there, you loved it. If you weren't there, you were saying, I wish I had gone. And the same thing with the rallies, and he will continue with the rallies. Now, I want to um, just pivot to a story that I sent you and get you a chance to weigh in. Transgender runners take first and second place at Connecticut High School Championships. Transgender sprinters have once again taken top spots in high school indoor track championships. This, this all comes under the guise of don't judge anyone, and this is a relatively new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand is so much of this, Donna Perry, was you know, diversity and treat everyone equal. And the, the, the people that are being punished by this are these young girls who are not getting the type of attention, rewards, um, trophies, athletic scholarships – because it's the transgender runners that are beating them in these high school races. I
2: feel very strongly about um, what I see uh, as the chilling, growing acceptance of this movement. Yep. What it potentially can do to teenagers and children even younger. I do. I feel very strongly against it. I think um, it is like almost a social media creation. Um, I absolutely uh, am cheering on those um, yes. athletes and their lawsuit yes. and look at what you know the Wall Street Journal had an excellent editorial just over the weekend JD and they had uh, this was a doctor who said that this growing acceptance of this and who it's going to hurt, and how it is going to hurt biological females, by the way. Mm. And and when I see something like this, we're the feminists who've often yelled about Title IX. That's right. They fought to get women, young girls, fairly into all sports. We know about this. These Those were huge lawsuits. Title IX for colleges, by yep. the way, when That's they right. would say... All right, you you know, you college, you are I, you have this and that, and you have to offer a female team in the same sport. So where are those voices with this? This is nothing, uh, but, you, you know, it is wrong to have this growing acceptance of what this is. Someone under 18, in my view, and no misguided parent, manipulating their own child. It, it, this is like upside down world, yes, and and I is. think it's absolutely wrong. I think there are corners of the pediatrician movement by a pediatrician industry, John. They're afraid to speak out because they're afraid of the online mobs. That's
0: right. And, and they and are mobs.
2: They are mobs. Yep. You know what? It, and they're almost afraid in their own practice, in their own um, industry. And so you see these puberty blockers. Look. It's, I just think that is, uh, it, it's a sick thing to do. If someone is under 18, I don't think they should have a right to do that. A young child has no idea what is really going on in that situation. And, well, and I, I'm just, I think that's really, really unfortunate. And look at how it's they're already, silent
0: about it, right? Yeah, they're silent. Yeah. But this whole attitude of, you know, when you'd read it, there was a thing in the Boston Globe of these parents in Cambridge... Uh, You know, Rhode Island doesn't have as as many, but there are some. But they dress the child androgynous, and they don't have the bowl cut, and they have a name that you can't tell. You know, some of them don't even reveal what the sex of the child is. You know, there were these parents in Cambridge that said they're actually offended if someone says, did you have a baby boy or a baby girl? We saw that you were pregnant, Mm -hmm. you come to the playground. But this whole myth that is put out there of there's no difference between boys and girls (laughs) the only reason why is because you have the girls play with the dolls and then the boys are playing that and you have to you know there's no difference anyone. how do you explain now these runners you know this terry miller bloomfield high school and andrea yearwood biological mayors claim to be transgender now one of them um, took first and second place, set a girls' state indoor record in the event. Well, but they, they it's prior, a, it's a biological earlier male. in high school, mm-hmm. they had run as male runners. That That is completely manipulating the system.
2: Well, it's also part of this long-coming movement. That when they're trying to deny not only gender, they're trying to deny it, it, and de- deny there are gender differences right. it is not belittling to females to say there are certain physical undertakings that males just do better yep. you know what they have a different body yes. they have a different biological makeup it yep. does it isn't it shouldn't be demeaning to you but the girl in that article in the, is saying it's very demeaning to us yes because now our you know sports uh, expertise is being denied. They're being going to be denied scholarships yes. and the titles. I think it's cruel this movement and doing this to children. It is. It's. It's. John, this isn't a values argument, which they always want to attach everything that way. Um, and again, I would say look up the Wall Street Journal article denying gender. And denying the difference, it's a very um, dangerous thing, and it's the growing acceptance of it I find very dangerous. It also has ramifications, by the way, in medical
0: research. Hmm. Um, Let me just read the quote of that Selena Soule who said, strong voice of opposition. We all know the outcome of the race before it starts. It's demoralizing. I fully support I'm happy for them be true themselves. They have the right to express themselves. But athletics should always have an extra rule to keep the competition fair. That's what it comes down to. It's not fair. But they are silent, and it is sad that many people, and it's not their imagination. There are mobs that will come
1: after them. And, and
2: you're not expressing help. yourself. By the way, <laughs> they, this is what the social media has taught this younger generation. You're not expressing yourself by, it's not like um, a hobby. Like, right. yes. <laughs> I'm a boy, I'll be, it's not yeah. a hobby. It's its just, it's crazy. And I yep. think it has long-term ramifications for those young people who maybe face a future of taking a lot of medication, yes. surgeries painful surgeries uh and and everything that goes with it so i i hope this could be a precedent setting case you know what jd this could go to the
0: u.s supreme court that's right and then we'll see where it goes yeah Uh, Before we let you go, Donna Perry, anything, uh, any other story or anything that you want to mention?
2: Just quickly, what's been going on in Massachusetts, um, and I do get a little involved with the Mass GOP. um, I do want to mention about on the March 3rd primary, Mass is one of the uh, 14 Super Tuesday. Guess what? There's a little bit of a concern of how how close could Elizabeth Warren's margin be. Now, imagine if she... (laughs) In the Super Tuesday, right. you know, it, it may not show that well for her. Oh, yeah. And, and that, I mean, in your own state, because they, they noted how she really didn't, that didn't carry over for New Hampshire. It
0: certainly did not.
2: So yeah. I think, is she becoming an overall weakening U.S. Senator from Mass. Yes. It's just something to keep an eye on.
0: Okay, Donna Perry, excellent job as always. Great to the be here with uh, Bloomberg and uh, Bernie. Should be great, folks. It's Sean DePietro. Uh, we have Justin Katz coming up at one o'clock. We didn't uh, talk to Justin yesterday, so we will do Political Monday coming up at one. I want to remind you about Propane Plus. Tim Johnson and his family—they want to be your propane supplier. It's Propane Plus. Call them today. Two locations: Rehoboth, East Greenwich, four zero one eight eight five forty two zero nine four zero one eight eight five forty two zero nine propane plus they're the propane leading provider of propane they're the experts underground tanks full service or above ground tanks automatic delivery extensive selection all propane appliances satellite tank monitoring locked in rates through the plus plan plus discounts for builders installation and service it's propane plus 885-4209-885-4209 let me actually go to the phones before i uh, take a break good afternoon you're on the john DePietro show hello
1: Good afternoon, John. This is Steve calling. Hi there, Steve. Very
0: well. I'm going to ask you just to hold on, Steve, just for a moment, and we'll pick you up. Uh, A lot more head. We're going to take the phone call, and then Justin Katz joins me at 1 right here on the John DePietro Show.
1: Do you own and operate a small business, and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today. Sal with T-Mobile for Business. 401-332-0000.
0: Folks, remember the heating season continues. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, infinity system. They're energy efficient. They're quiet. More affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. Engineering, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 53 years J.K.L.'s reputation is second to none. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering.
1: You are listening to The John DiPietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. All right, and
0: we're back on this Tuesday. Let me say good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Hello there, John Healy. There's Jason. Hi there. There's Elizabeth. Well, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Daniel really wants to get blocked. Uh, Bernie is always angry when he speaks, isn't he? All right, let's go back to our, our caller, Steve, who was kind enough to call in. Good afternoon, Steve. The earwaves are yours.
1: Good afternoon, John. Hi, I am going to be listening. With bells on tomorrow night at the Democrat debate.
0: I think it's John, it, it should be very pivotal. Be, yes,
1: this is going to be one of the most pivotal debate, uh, debates um, that I can think of that's coming up. You have Bernie Sanders debating Mayor Bloomberg, John. This is this is the epitome of what Bernie Sanders hates. Yep. And, and what Mayor Bloomberg it represents. That's right. Now, this is going to be, this is going to be one of the best debates that the Democrats will see for a long time.
0: John. Well, now keep in mind, I, I think he's also going to be under attack. I mean, Joe Biden's going to be the Vice President. Biden's going to be on stage. Mayor Pete's going to be on stage. That guy's Tom Steyer is on stage, and then uh, Amy Klobuchar is on stage. So I, I think between Klobuchar, Mayor Pete, especially Biden. Uh, you know, if if they want to try to slow down Bloomberg, then tomorrow night is their chance. But I agree with you. I think it's it, it's 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 pivotal in the future of the Democrat Party in the country of what takes place tomorrow night.
1: Absolutely, John. I mean, Mayor Bloomberg has come out of nowhere, and now he's polling second behind Bernie Sanders. That's right. I I you know something, John. This debate tomorrow night, I am gonna, I'm gonna get my popcorn out, and I am gonna be ready to watch a. This is John. This is gonna be, uh, this is gonna be a, an all all out um, attack on Mayor Bloomberg um, from probably at least Bernie Sanders because this Mayor Bloomberg is exactly like I said, John, what Bernie Sanders is campaigning against, right?
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent.
1: Hundred percent, John. You know, I mean, this is what he hates about uh, about politics and things like that. And this is going to be so interesting, John. I can't wait to see it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you know what he so. he is because right now, as things sit right now, um, Bernie Sanders is the front runner, and the front run in this latest poll by by a mile. He's at thirty one percent. Bloomberg now is. Shot up to nineteen, but what does it say about the exactly. Democrat Party that he is the front runner of the
1: party? Well, uh, John, I, I don't know where that came from. Um, I mean, all he's been doing is commercials. Um, he hasn't been on any debate stages. Um, I, I don't know where this came from, but like I said, he's he's running. He, I mean, you know, the commercial ads he's running. I mean, he's inundating the the, the national media. By, by his commercials and things like this. So I, I guess those commercials are, do, are fitting him well. Huge. Um, and we don't see you know?
0: them, right? We don't really see them. You see some of the national spots. He does run on the national shows. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll
0: yep. see them on, on Fox. I'll see them on CNN. I'll see them on, on MSNBC. But in some of these different uh, states that Super Tuesday is going to really be in play, and some of the others, but especially the Super Tuesday states, he is basically buying up all the airtime. He has an unlimited budget, which means you are constantly cranking out commercials, new commercials. If anyone – I recognize a lot of people are unfamiliar with him or they don't know a lot about him or they, they just don't like him. But if you if you go onto the website, uh, Donna Perry, my sister, is right. It is, is Hollywood-style. It's, it's a far more expensively made commercial than anything else that is out there, and it really stands out.
1: Absolutely, Jack. I, I'll tell you what John I just want to say uh, thank you to Donna Perry I love listening to her oh, you good know? I mean I love I love her not of that uh, but Jonathan is coming up I love listening to him yes so I don't want I don't want to cut you a time off like talking. no no no
0: it's fine but I am anxious to hear your thoughts after you see it because there's a lot at stake we, we haven't seen anything like this um this is really two worlds converging. And as, as Donna Perry said, and we talked about it just this hour, I mean, you just, you can't underestimate. it. it you know, Bloomberg, now, he hasn't done a rally or a gathering. He's not getting crowds, but he is, is using his money and using the media to, to build his name recognition. But we're going to find out tomorrow. There's this, this high stakes for Bloomberg, by the way. This, this really is high stakes. Bernie Sanders, you know, he, he's been debating nonstop. He's rolling, right? He is in the game. He's in the groove. He's got the lead. He's getting more confident. His numbers are going up. The crowds are getting bigger. He is coming in at his peak. And if it and one thing about debating, as you can imagine, it's like anything else. If you haven't done it in a while, and he hasn't done them in a very long time, there's just no substitute for it. You know, it, it would probably... Take him a couple to really get up to speed, and maybe he's been practicing hard and so forth. But I, I don't know. But Bernie Sanders or or someone else now. Remember, if you are Biden, Bloomberg is taking all of your your voters. So 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 he's going to be completely under attack on that stage.
1: John, like I said, tomorrow night. Granted, Mayor Bloomberg has not done. He's not stepped on any debate stage. He hasn't. I, I, you know, I, I don't think he's ever stepped on one.
0: Well, no, but when he was running he for mayor of New York, mind. when he was running for mayor of New York, they had debates when you're going to be right. the mayor okay. of New York. So he's okay. done. He's debated before, but not... It, it's tough when uh, you are I not in paid. the groove. It's not you know? when, when you haven't been in the groove. Look at that, you know, that Amy Klobuchar, she was in all the debates last summer, she was in the debates this fall, and then she finally found her momentum and popped in that debate before the New Hampshire primary. So... It, it takes a while, and then you even see, no matter how much they practice and try to get used to it, it, um, you know, you're rusty. You're not up to it. It's fast. Bloomberg's used to controlling the environment. He's going to get some questions he's not going to like. They're going to throw some some punches at him, you know, haymakers to try to rattle him. I, I'm uh, – as as much as it's been painful to watch some of these other Democrat debates that it has been, I I really want to see this tomorrow night because you, you're oh, – Steve, I'm, you I'm said it. You're right on the this money. Too, he I'm is – be in Bernie Sanders' world, Michael Bloomberg is absolutely Dr. Evil. You know, he is John, the most evil individual.
1: Can I ask you one quick question? Go ahead. Then, and go ahead. You can let me go? Go ahead. Go um, ahead. Do you know who's going to be moderating this debate tomorrow You know, tonight? that
0: is a very good question. That is an excellent question, and I'm going to uh, hold on. I didn't, I didn't
1: mean to put you on No, no, that, no, no, no. Okay.
0: Let me, um, let's see, moderator. Let me, uh, I had it up. Moderator for the debate. Well, it's, oh, uh, NBC News, MSNBC, five moderators. Here it is right now. Um boom boom boom. The nightly news date line. So it's gonna be Chuck Todd, Haley Jackson, who covers the White House, uh John Ralston, and Vanessa Hawk and Lester Holt. So Lester Holt, Chuck oh, Todd, oh, yeah. okay. All right. All right. and then okay. Haley Jackson, who's fine. She covers yep. the White House for NBC. I don't know these someone from Telemundo. There's senior correspondent Vanessa Hawke and then John Ralston of the Nevada Independent. So okay. it is tomorrow night on NBC at 9 o'clock for the Paris Theater in okay, Las sir. Vegas.
1: All right. Yeah. No, that's, a good, I, I that's a good question. That's a good question. All
0: right. You're very welcome. Thank you, Steve. Folks, again. Um, Justin Katz is going to join me next hour. Again, uh, our visit with Donna Perry is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Remember, stop in. The President's Day sale continues at Gilmore Furniture Post Road in Warwick. Stop it and see Steve. Living rooms, recliners, and mattresses. Gilmore Furniture Post Road in Warwick. All right, the power hour is next. We'll talk to Justin Katz. We're going to do Political Monday. We're going to do it next hour. You don't want to miss it. A lot ahead. Uh, our final hour of the day ahead on the John DiPietro Show.
1: WNRI Woonsocket. W two three six CW. W two six zero DC.